As always, it's good to be with you. Thank you for being with us, and we pray we're a blessing to you. Uh, month of August, we're going to be dealing with God's faithfulness. Uh, New and Old Testament, we're going to be looking at that, about how faithful he is. And today we're using Philippians 1.6, and uh, we're going to be showing you the faithfulness of God and how Paul mentions this. I'm going to read you the verse I'm going to use today. Philippians 1.6, I am sure of this, that he who started a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Let's pray together. Father, help me to be a plain preacher today, so plain that a child would understand me. Help me to be in tune to your Holy Spirit and your word of knowledge you give to me to speak to a person or their situation. If you prompt me with it, I do want to be obedient to speak to it. And then, Lord, you look at all of us, but you see me differently. I'm, uh, I'm under a greater judgment, a more strict judgment than anybody listening or watching. And I know that, and I accept my place in rightly dividing your word. It's in the name of Jesus, I pray his name that I preach. Amen. Um, looking at God's faithfulness, uh, I want to tell you that Paul here is looking at also the church at Philippi. He sees their generosity. And his generosity um, moves him to talking about God's faithfulness. Uh, and I, I want you to be able to see that because only God can promote the heart to be generous. Only he can do that. And he begins this verse, verse six, by saying, I am sure of this. Um, it, is, it means he's convinced. It means that he is certain, that he is persuaded, that he's all in on this. And uh, what he's sure of is that God who starts a work will, will bring it to completion. Uh, I want to show you where this goes along with uh, Paul's teaching and his testimony in the New Testament. Look at Romans 1.16. It has a match here. He says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is God's power for salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, and then also to anybody else, which it actually means the Greek. Uh, I want, he says, I am not ashamed, which can be a match of, I am sure of this in Philippians 1.6. Let me give you one more place so that, so that you can see this as his testimony. 2 Timothy 1.12, uh, and that is why I suffer these things, because I am not ashamed, because I know the one I have believed in and am persuaded that he is able to guard what has been entrusted to me until that day. I just want you to see the certainty, how he's convinced, uh, he's sure of this, and I wanted to give you not only Philippians, but Romans and 2 Timothy, and there's other places as well. But I wanted you to be able to see that. And we're going to use the 2 Timothy 1.12 passage again in a moment, but we're going to have a different part of that that we're going to emphasize. So he says, I am sure of this. And what he's sure is that it, it, it's God who begins the work. This is what God does, folks. He begins, he creates, he starts. And uh, here the beginning is God's grace and God's mercy uh, God's grace is he gives me what I do not deserve. So he gives you the same thing. God's mercy is he holds back what we do deserve, doesn't give it to us. And then there's salvation through faith in Christ that we have. This is his beginning and he's working toward that all the time. He's working toward that. And it says here that he begins or he starts a good work in you. Well, that's what he does, right? 
He starts good things in you. Again, the grace and the mercy, salvation and faith, trust, that's all good things. It is a good work. Let me take you to James 1.17. Remind you, every generous act, every good and perfect gift is from above. He does good works. Uh, coming down from the Father of lights, with him there is no variation or shadow cast by turning. There's no changing in God. That's, that's who he is. That's what he does. Look at Romans 8.28. Um, I'm taping this on a Thursday. You'll be seeing it on a Sunday, August the 7th. It's an anniversary of our son-in-law's death, Tom. And uh, man, do we hang on Romans 8.28. You know, we know that all things work together for the good of those who love him, those who are called according to his purpose. And we still look for that because it is a promise of God. It is a picture of God's faithfulness. Uh, I expect him to do good works. He does good things. I am sure of this, that he who started a good work in you, that he is beginning that. Of all the places God can be, he wants to be in your heart. And I just want you to see the beauty of that and how personal that is. It's, it's beginning in you. It's beginning in you. And then as Paul uses this verse to talk about how he's convinced, and he uses it also to show God's faithfulness, he said he will carry it on to the day of completion. He will carry it on to the day of completion. He brings it to fruition. It's God's faithfulness. Uh, God, Paul is certain that God has a beginning of his work in you and then a completing of his work in you. As a pastor, I, I, want, I want people to come to church I want him to be in the gathering. I want him to be in his word. I want him to see daily obedience. But here, here's the deal. I really just want God to start something in you. And the reason I want him to start something in you is because I, like Paul, know of the certainty that what he begins, he will complete. That's his faithfulness. That's God's faithfulness. So I, I don't have to see the end result. I just want to see that God is beginning something in you, starting something in you, um, because he finishes what he starts. I, I want you to see in John 19.30, uh, John 19.30, this is uh, Jesus on the cross. He's dying on the cross. I, I want you to see this in the context of completion. When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. I, I chose that verse uh, says then he was bowing his head and he gave up the spirit. I'm using this because I want you to see that God finishes what he starts and he has a promise to be able to do that. Even, even the point of sacrifice for our sins and our personal salvation and faith in Christ, there's a beginning and a, and a, and a finishing and he achieves his purpose. Paul says, I am sure of this, that he who starts a good work in you will carry it on to completion, God's faithfulness, until the day of uh, Christ Jesus, until the day of, of, the picture here is, it's his return. We're talking about the return of Christ here. I go back to Paul in 2 Timothy 1.12. It is a verse that I told you we would come back to. And that is why I suffer these things, he said, but I, but I am not ashamed because I know the one that I have believed in and persuaded that he is able to guard 
what has been entrusted to me until that day. I want you to see until that day. I want you to look at 1 Peter chapter uh, 1, verse 5. You are being protected by God's power through faith for a salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time, which is synonymous to Paul saying, uh, until the day of Christ Jesus. Um, uh, here's the picture. Here's the picture. The picture is this. Because of the faithfulness of God, like Paul, we are able to see God's work and faithfulness in the past. I, I, can, I can take you to the moment that I, I understood God's grace and received God's grace. I can take you back to that moment. So I see God's faithfulness in the past. Uh, I see his faithfulness in the present. And he's working out things for the good uh, to those that love him who are called uh, called according to the purpose. And then I, I know the promise of God that he's working also in my future. He's always at work. That's what Jesus said. When I see the Father, the Father is always at work until the day of Christ Jesus. So my salvation, when I was saved as a young boy, uh, is still being worked out in my life, and it will continue to work out past my life, but it is a process until the day of Christ. I'm always growing in the Lord, always should never duplicate one year for the other, you know. Uh, 22 shouldn't look like 21. Uh, 23 shouldn't look like 22. I should be growing and maturing in, in the Lord as as I age and also as I walk further down the road with Him. So God's faithfulness is past tense. God's faithfulness is present tense. And God's faithfulness is going to be future tense. Even when I pass away, I'm getting ready to go do a funeral here after I do this taping. Um, I'm doing a funeral this afternoon and tonight. Uh, So here's my point. Upon my death, um, the, the work that God has done in me is going to continue on past me even to the point of Christ's return. Now, I may live till the return of Christ, and I'm happy about that. I have no problem about that. But then also, in my passing, the work that God does in each of us will continue on past us. Let me show you this in the life of Abel. The, the, the following the Lord goes further than your existence on this planet. And it's in Hebrews eleven four. By faith, Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain did, his brother Cain. By faith, he was approved as a righteous man because God approved his gifts. And even though, and we know that Cain killed Abel, right? And even though he is dead, Abel is dead, he still speaks through his faith. Now, how many years ago, that was written in, Gen- that was written in the time of Genesis, uh, Moses wrote that, but uh, and then there's a span of time that's to the writing of the Hebrews, and then there's a span of time from the Hebrews to now. In all those years, Abel is still speaking to us. I, here's what I want you to see about the work of God. It doesn't just begin and end with you. It begins and ends with him. He starts something in you and brings it to completion, 
uh, and it's not completed until the return of Christ. And even though I may die before the return of Christ, and I deeply believe in the physical return of Jesus on this earth, but in the picture of that, if I die before his return, his work still goes on. Your faith and my faith will still speak well beyond our life and death. I want you to be able to see that. That is a picture of God's faithfulness, taking your faith and my faith and our trust in him, receiving his grace and his mercy in faith through salvation or salvation through faith. Then we see that how beautiful this is that my work goes on, and my faith goes on, the good works of God goes on past my life and even my death. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that, isn't that, be isn't that a great picture of God's, God's faithfulness? I believe that it is. Um, listen, I wanna end this with you today, but I, I want you to see that uh, he is faithful. God is faithful. What he begins in you, he'll bring to completion and he'll carry it even long. And completion means when he returns, not only in your living, but even in your death, your faith will still speak. I think that's beautiful in the kingdom of God. And it's a beautiful picture of his faithfulness. Listen, he's always been faithful to us. Even when we were faithless, he remained faithful. And let's stay faithful to him, okay? Let's encourage one another to do that. We love you. Uh, always know that. Thankful for you watching and listening. And uh, remember what we say to each other before we leave this place. Grace and peace. You make sure you live in both of them, okay? God bless you.